Calls home, calls home, makes you feel happy when you're all alone. Calls home, calls home, you will even like it if you're a garden gnome. Leslie New Year. I've got a great New Year's resolution for you. Why not make it to leave me a five-star iTunes review? Hello, and welcome to Calls Home. I am your guide, Les Cunnington. Thank you very much to Projector for the song I Am Shamed off of the 2018 EP How Does It Feel? They are kicking ass. Go check them out on their Instagram at Projector Projector. Thank you very much for letting me use your song every week. I enjoy listening to your song every single time I edit an episode and so should everyone else. Go listen to their stuff on Spotify. They've got some great new songs coming out as well. Uh, thank you to DMAM. Thank you, D-Man, for the wonderful logo, as always, DuncanHasty.com, D-U-N-C-A-N-H-A-S-T-I-E.com, or at FollowDR on Instagram. I am at CallsHome on Instagram for pictures and more. Thank you to you. Thank you very much for listening. Tell your friends, check out this podcast. It's a bit weird. It's kind of funny, but you might learn something. Another sunset show with Scott. This one is Ecuador. How you doing? Hello, 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 hello. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I, yeah, like I just told you, I, was, I am... I was desperately trying to think of a bit there, but I couldn't... There was nothing <laughs> coming to my head to fuck with you. <laughs> um, I am in a cafe in Salento. It is 8.58 on the 19th of October. Well, yeah, we're going to record in, in, the, in the hostel, but the power's gone out. There was crazy, crazy storms yesterday. Like, thunder... You should have gone and put 10p in the meter. <laughs> thunder, thunder <laughs> so loud that it was setting off car alarms. Wow. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Yeah, probably, so I've, yeah, I've walked up into town. I found a little cafe. Uh, yeah, it's quite comfortable. How are you? What have you been up to? Yeah, I'm good. I've been in been in London um, for a week doing a training course, um, which actually oh, I was going to ask you about actually because you you would have had experience in setting these sorts of things up, or at least the internal workings of like yeah. people coming in and doing conferences and stuff. Yeah, where was it? Like we were, at, it was at the Holiday Inn in Bloomsbury. So okay. I was I wasn't expecting much, but. It was really nice inside, actually. They've gone a bit above and beyond. Nice. Um, How many refreshment breaks were, did you have? We had two refreshment breaks and we had a lunch. Mm. Um, there was two coffee machines serving a decent coffee, to be fair. Nice. Um, they, nice. There was a freezer with help yourself to little pots of very posh ice cream oh. at any point. At there any was cookies point. and dolly mix at any point. Like all um, day you could have been eating ice cream. All day, yeah. yeah. Nice. I, I mean, you question that like I wasn't eating ice cream all day. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, then they'd like bring out like baked goods every uh, every refreshment break. So yeah, in the morning we'd have like a savoury normally, and then in in the afternoon they'd bring out some sweet treats. Very nice. Um, constantly refreshing the bottles of water on the table as well. I was really fucking impressed. Yeah, it was good. Some good service. Yeah. Bloomsbury I was, I was thinking well. about so nice and nice and close to Euston, easy to get to. Yeah, well, it's um, it's literally um, as you come out of Russell Square Station. Yeah. You just go one road over, and that's that's where it was. Oh, um, and my hotel that I was staying in was the other side of oh, the nice. station. So what hotel were you, yeah, were you not staying in the Holiday Inn then? No, no, I was staying in the President's Hotel. Ooh. Nice. Mm, nice. Yeah, sounds fancy, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't Google it. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was, I was thinking about it. Um, like the, uh, the, I can't quite remember the course title, but it's something like um, BSI Chartered Lead Auditor Course for ISO nine thousand and one. You're thinking about it, you're like, oh, child, I'm going to get like proper certification over it. I think it just refers to the fact that there's a like an authoritative body designing the yeah. course rather than me actually getting any amount of yeah. real certification <laughs> off the back of it. Like, I was like, ah, oh, tap me up, sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> was it more that the, the course is chartered rather than you'll become a chartered certified person? Yeah, 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 no, exactly that. That was exactly it. I was like, oh, someone spun that one. That was really, really clever. Brilliant. There's some interesting characters on that course as well. Nice. How is the world um, of auditing? Is Are they all exciting people? <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely some interesting ones. There's a guy on my course, right? He was 20, I think 26. He, he was from Germany. His company had literally, like, told him, you can have the job, but you've got to pass this course first. He'd done like a master's in um, astrophysics, and he was exactly what you expect a German astrophysicist to be like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was definitely some interesting people. I don't really um, understand. But... I don't really understand what your job is. In my mind, it's just stock take. <laughs> no, nobody. See, this is the best thing. Nobody, even the people that hire me, don't really understand what my job is. So, essentially, I just get to sit and watch YouTube all day. It's great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, don't explain it then. Keep it a mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, legit, at this point, I could just be like a spy or something. Like, yeah. It's like, oh no, I'm just, uh, you know. That's the perfect cover. Yeah, no, I'm in auditing. Because yeah. no yeah, one's quite... going to ask you more questions. <laughs> The thing is, is you say auditing and people do, they think more like, oh, so like finance. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Quality management systems. Yeah, I'm bored already. <laughs> Even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They switch off. Like. The it was great. I got to go meet up with the guys in the pub as well. Yeah, on, uh, very Monday nice. Night. Yeah, who was there? Big you T, were... Jables, Jack. And Jack. Nice, very we nice. Were there four horsemen of the apocalypse but you were definitely missed yeah yeah so i couldn't be there i was a bit like i was annoyed watching the plans go back and forth knowing that i was like oh, i want to go to that drink yeah and that's why we sent that picture in the group i think it was jables was like we should send him a picture to really piss him off <laughs> i was like that's a good idea although it has it has inspired me because i've done um i've been having a few chill days here in salento and I've been getting some writing mm-hmm. done for the D&D campaign. I've, uh, 
I've been been through some shit in Ecuador and I've used it as inspiration for some high intensity yeah. <laughs> fantasy drama for us to play through. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what outrage in a city looks like now and I feel I can incorporate <laughs> that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Oh, you want to talk outrage in the city? Oh, I know you've seen some stuff and we'll get into that, but... Oh, it's like minutes away from these Extinction Rebellion folks in London. My favourite thing about them is that they have the uh, the Amnesty, not the Amnesty, the Bureau of Balance from the Adventure Zone logo as their logo. It's, it's almost it's like It's almost it, it? exactly it's, the same, isn't it? If, if you glance at it, you'd be, you'd be forgiven for, like, for Why are all these fans such Adventure Zone podcast fans? Like, they're <laughs> like they're the writing, they're writing because Travis hadn't announced what season three was going to be yet. yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, like, I mean, some of the stuff I've, I saw this week was just mind-blowing. And I'm going to, like, start this by saying I completely understand their cause. Like, yeah. you know, it's a serious matter. We need to, to look at a lot of angles. But... When you go to Canning Town and you're stopping people that work on zero-hour contracts getting to work, they are going to kick the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. And they did. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've seen the video. Like, one of the guys got on one of the tubes, stopped it. Some bloke, like, jumped up to pull him down. He started booting him in the head. Fuck. So he grabbed his foot and pulled him in. Just, just like about 30 people just dived on this protest. Oh, my I God. Like, I don't agree with this either, but <laughs> you need to think about what you're doing. Yeah, like, yeah, it's true. But the amount of police I saw this week down there, it was, yeah, it was nuts. I, I was going to ask, actually, has this been affecting your uh, your dad in, in the taxi game? Well, dad's a fucking pro, as we all know. So he basically, oh. and like all the cabbies are in like WhatsApp groups together. So they can all be like, they're on this road, avoid it. And because they all know London so oh, well, they can be like, well, oh, fuck them, we'll just go around. Yeah, we'll just go the other way. Yeah, just go the other way. Like we know exactly where they are because we all talk to each other and just, just go around yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Cabby WhatsApp group—that's something I'd like to be a fly on the wall for. Yeah, yeah. It's either going to be really awesome or really boring. Let's be fair. <laughs> I think there's. I think there'd be like ninety percent of it would be like oh. Russell Square roundabout's got roadworks on it again today. They said it. They said it'd be finished yesterday, and some of it would be like, "Oh yeah, I just ran over three of the Extinction Parade people." <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Extra points if you get the one with the banner. Anyway, yeah. enough, enough about me. What have you been up to? This is what people subscribe for. Yeah, so we, we're jumping straight in for the Ecuador Sunset Show. Uh, oh, are we? Yeah, we are. Yeah, I've oh. recorded with Tim. I'm going to record with Ben on Tuesday, so we're going to keep this an exclusive Sunset Show. Try that, Oh, I got all comfortable and everything. That, that might, be, uh, might mean it's under an hour and a half of us talking. <laughs> nah, that's all right. Yeah. There's... there's plenty of other things we can ramble on about I could do at least an hour on Extinction Rebellion <laughs> oh, I've keep, I keep calling it Extinction Parade because that's the, the Max Brooks graphic novel about vampires in zombie <laughs> times which everyone should read because it's a brilliant brilliant graphic novel although he only released it's pretty good. he released yeah well, I've lent it to you haven't I yeah he released two uh-huh. and hasn't ever released a third <laughs> it's like great you've done a brilliant job there What? how does this end 
I appreciate that though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to. Sorry, got a text. Uh, Grace has just sent me a picture of Albie holding what looks like a joint. Saying Albie has rolled himself. Uh, <laughs> Albie has rolled himself a smoker and is trying to light the end of it with matches. And yeah, it's basically a leaf that he's rolled up and put into the end of a plastic tube and he's got some like safety goggles on and he's holding a box of matches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the apple doesn't fall. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, good times, good times. Legend. Yeah. Okay, Ecuador. <laughs> Ecuador. I was... Ecuador. I was in Ecuador for 22 days. Okay. So I think, although America I was in on two separate occasions, I'm not sure if those two... Yeah, I think I would have been in America slightly more than 22 days in both trips on both sides of it. So I think Ecuador might be my shortest country so far. Ah. Yeah. See, we're starting to get a bit of data. We can we can maybe generate some graphs and... Set out some KPIs for your further travels, you know, make sure you, 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 you're making the most of your time. Are you going to audit my travels? I will, I, yeah, I will, I'll, I will audit you on, on your next country. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ecuador was good and bad, um, but bad in the most amazing way because I am through the other side of it and have survived. Like, I've quite enjoyed just being at this hostel for such a long time and I hear people like sitting in the lobby chatting to people and like, oh yeah, and then we got to this other roadblock. I was like, oh man, you're you're another survivor, aren't you? You, how did you get out? <laughs> well, okay, we'll get into the the zombie apocalypse question later, oh, as we God. always do. But yeah. <laughs> now you've got experience of getting out of a city in turmoil, right? Yeah, just fly, which probably isn't an option <laughs> during the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Nay, that's where you find like the 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 pilot with like the the small the yeah. light aircraft that yeah. holds like three people in a boat or whatever. <laughs> All right, do you want to get into these questions? Yeah, let's do it. Or, or have you got got anything to, to to add before? Nah, nah, let's go for it. Cool. Okay, so what was the uh, the best accommodation in your time in Ecuador? Best accommodation was a place called. Pasado Viajos, uh, which is yeah in Banos. Uh, so I this was I had just just split off from Aaron and Dennis, and yeah needed some time to just kind of regroup, chill, um, and yeah this place was like a guest house out the back of another house, and yeah it was huge, and I had the whole place to myself for the majority of the time there. I had a big old kitchen. Big old living room. I had a double bed in the dorm room that no one else was in, so basically a private bedroom. And nice. it was it was really cheap as well. And yeah, it was just really nice to just stay there, chill, regroup, let Millie do some planning for me, which I was very appreciative nice. of. Um, nice. And yeah, just figure out what I was gonna do in Ecuador. Yeah, that was it was just perfect for what I needed right then. It's always good having a double bed, isn't it? Right. Yeah, yeah. Because I walked. It's a it's a dorm room of three, and there's a bunk bed and a double bed. I was like, oh well, I'll be taking the double bed. Then. <laughs> yeah. But what was the worst accommodation in your time in Ecuador? 
worst accommodation was a hostel called Hostel Cafe Tiana. It was, so just as I was starting to do the Kilatoa loop, which is a three-day hike, uh, just, yeah, just, mm-hmm. just as I was starting to do that, I was reading blogs and it's all, you know how I've mentioned before about you leave your bag somewhere where you go and do these three-day hikes? Yeah, yeah. So the this place was recommended as it has a really solid bag storage. So I was like, yeah. And if you stay if you stay there, you get your first night free. So I thought I'll, mm. I'll keep my keep my bag there and I'll stay there. And I ended up in a dorm room, which was essentially like the basement, like a few segmented oh. rooms in the basement, and it just like smelled a bit damp. It was a bit cold. It was a bit dark. But I was I was only there for one night. It wasn't awful, but it was definitely the worst. Worst I stayed in. Yeah. 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 No one likes no one likes living in a basement. No. No. Honor, honorable mention in the accommodation front of Secret Garden Hostel in Quito. That's where I stayed. Whoa, 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 whoa! Are you sure you should tell everyone if it's a secret? <laughs> <laughs> It is. It's no longer a secret. Everyone, everyone that listens to Calls Home will know about it now. Damn, so it's still, still pretty much a secret. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I stayed there for a week during the protests in Quito. And yeah, they looked after us so well. I met some lovely people there. And yeah, they never ran out of beer in the whole time. Oh, good. Yeah, honourable mention. Good. So, what was the most overrated tourist attraction you went to? Most overrated tourist attraction. So, in Banos, there's the swing, Casa de Arbol. I think I actually told you about this uh, for when we did Possibly. when we did the Peru sunset show. Yeah, Casa de Arbol. I walked up there. I walked up instead of taking the bus. Um, uh, you could take the bus. You could take a bus for like a dollar, but I walked up. Uh, but yeah, once I got up there, it was cloudy and yeah so for me it was it was pretty bad but I think even when it's clear it is it it's basically a swing that if you take a photo at the right angle it looks like you're swinging off the edge of a cliff and okay and like the drop over the other side like it would definitely hurt if you fell off of it but at no at no point is it like off the edge of a cliff but Everyone, mm. everyone goes there. Everyone goes there, including me. Like I think I had a better experience because I got a walk out of it as well. But otherwise, it's just a very small little. Like there's a couple of zip lines and a few swings and a pond with a few ducks around it. Like there's not much up there, but it's become this yeah. famous thing to do in Banos. Well, everyone wants that Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what was the most underrated tourist attraction? Most underrated tourist attraction? Now that's tricky because I haven't prepared an answer for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, fair. That's fair. Move most, on. Move on. No, underrated. What, what was shit that was meant to be good? Um... <laughs> I like that. This is a difficult question because I'm not prepared. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe for the time I went would be the the main plaza, the main square in Quito, and I'd say it was underrated mm. because I couldn't go there because there was barbed wire barricades around it. Oh, yeah. That's, everyone, that's, yeah. Everyone says usual. it's really nice, and when I went, I couldn't I couldn't get there. So 
<laughs> oh no, underrated um, means it's better than everyone says. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I'm... you seriously, this you question, are a mess, this, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> this question confuses <laughs> me. What was really good? I, I remember before you went on this little tour and you worked, you were actually quite a smart fella, and look at you now, you're like, what's underrated mean? <laughs> underrated, I don't know, move on, I'm, I'm fucked. Fuck it. What's your favourite story or anecdote from location? Are you okay with anecdote, or do you need me to Google that one for you? No, I've got it. I've got it. Don't worry. Because because you said story beforehand, I'm okay with it. Leading with that question, that's fair. So yeah, I. It's really easy because I've told this story like a hundred times now. Um, I. I've recorded the long version of the story with Tim that will come out the week before this, so I won't go too long. But yeah, so we went for a trip to the equator. We went for a trip with, to the equator. Oh, cool. Yeah, the equator line just out of Quito in a little town called San Antonio. We were planning on just going there for a few hours and coming back. And the night before, I, well, I was going with Archie, Cammy, and a girl called Cassie. I was talking to Archie and Cammy, and they said, oh, we're going to do it tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, I think we'll get there all right in the morning. We might have a bit of an adventure getting back, because if, like, some of the roads are closed and stuff, but I'm sure we'll find a way. What should have mm. been a two-hour to two- to three-hour trip turned into 24 hours, because while mm. we were at the equator, the town we were in got sealed by roadblocks. Our wonderful driver, Yvonne ended up putting us up in her friend's house because the president had declared a 24-hour curfew in Quito so we weren't allowed to drive back through the city. These people, oh these people <laughs> Ma- Mabel and Antonio, and put us up in their family home for the evening, cooked us dinner. We stayed in their children's bedroom. We tried to leave at 4 o'clock in the morning to get our car surrounded by angry people an, an angry mob they eventually oh, let us go because we're foreigners we, we zigzagged our way through tried to go to the airport to drop cassie off we gave up on that in the end because there was people throwing rocks at us from a bridge we then ended up heading back to the hostel to find out that cassie didn't actually have a flight booked for this day and i was fuming <laughs> And then, but then we finally got back to the hostel. But yeah, like, anecdote I sometimes think has a funny side to it. This story was crazy horrific. Yeah, no, yeah. There's, there's so much, like, civil unrest going on at the minute. Like, I like mean, everywhere. Mum just texts me about shit going on in Chile as well. Like, that's, I was, that's I was, I was literally stop. about to say Chile. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah, well, yeah, you've got chi- don't get on the metro, whatever you do. Yeah, um, right? So, yeah, you've got Chile. Have you seen Barcelona? That's been, like, Fuck it, I'm planning on going, going there as well. Yeah, I, I, have, I have told you on WhatsApp, it's correlation, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, all we get is some Pratt dressing like Boris Johnson climbing Big Ben. Right? Fucking, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It seems to be all kicking off at the moment. Well, I'm I'm in Colombia for two months, so hopefully I'll be all right. <laughs> well, we, fingers we'll, crossed. We'll I mean, see. I think I think we need to stick with these, like, like you know. I know this is a bit of a light-hearted like podcast, but we need to stick with these, like, 
serious matters like civil unrest like this. So, with that in mind, what was the worst toilet so far? <laughs> the really serious, serious questions. Um, you know what? In Ecuador, wasn't too many like horrific ones. Like, like no. I said with Peru, like I've been keeping or Bolivia, I've been keeping my eye out for a really bad one. And yeah, then like a lot of them have toilet seats in Ecuador, which oh. is quite nice. But the work, so we went on a boat trip. Uh, so from Puerto Lopez, we went on a boat trip to the uh, Isla. Oh, what's it called? Isla de Plata? Plata? I think something like that. Uh, but mm-hmm. the, the toilet on the boat was the worst one because you were in. So everyone. So there comes a point where everyone is uh, jumps off the boat and has a little scuba dive. So then there's like right. 14 of you on a fairly big boat, but the toilet's obviously quite small. Uh, it's like an open back boat. But then after everyone scuba dives, everyone then goes into the toilet, take their swimming costumes off, and then to get back into their normal clothes. And then, okay. But then on the way back from there, I needed a wee. But then you go in there, so then the floor's really wet, so it's quite yeah. slippery. It's not a very big boat. The water's pretty choppy. So although the, the toilet wasn't bad, but the experience of trying to pee in a fairly small toilet when the floor's wet yeah. and you're on a choppy boat was a bad experience. Yeah. So that would be my worst toilet so far. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I know where you're going. I've had similar experience of tiny toilets on boats and yeah they're not they're not fun at all no um, no <laughs> so if you could do the location again is there anything different you would do see like i'm taught i'm torn on this so i've got i've had a couple of ones like stay at the beach a bit longer with aaron and dennis like they got stuck at the beach where i was stuck in a city getting tear gassed so they were at the beach for a week <laughs> which sounds quite yeah. nice but and then also I've got like book the Friday flight because I was like ready to book a flight to get the fuck out of there and there was a cheap one on Friday and a cheap one on Monday and by the time I was actually ready to go book the flight on the Wednesday on the Wednesday the Friday one wasn't there anymore so like I just missed out on it oh. uh, but then like both of these things I wouldn't have had the crazy crazy time I had in Quito if I'd done both of these things and as much as I was probably in some like genuine danger, and I got some bloody good stories out of it, and I met some awesome people. So, yeah, yeah. Like the the one thing I think I really missed out on was going to the jungle. Like I haven't done the rainforest here in South America, and Ecuador was like my last chance to go do a good bit of it. Like apparently you can Mm. go in Colombia, but the wildlife isn't as good. Yeah, I mean. It's still going to be an experience, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just not. I'm not sure if I do it. Or just save it for next time. Like I'm coming back well, to this. True. I'm coming back to this continent in my lifetime, definitely. Well, yeah. You know, there's always going to be opportunities for you to start civil unrest. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the um, best advice or tip you were given for the location? Uh, I was. I did the Kilatoa loop. So the Kilatoa loop is a yeah, the three day trek up to a big volcano crater with a big blue lake in it. And I was um in an R in whether to do the full three day trek or just go go there overnight and just do the one day walk up to the crater. 
And yeah, I met, um, <clears throat> I think it was Lisa that I met in Sucre. I saw on her Instagram that she'd done it. Oh. And yeah, she said, it's well worth doing the full trek. And yeah, she was right. It's such a, it was a really nice three days of walking. And it was really nice to spend some time like out in the countryside, pretty much on my own before I was then confined to hotel rooms for a week and a half. <laughs> before you get cooped up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, with Aaron and Dennis no longer being with you, uh, have you met any more Yahtzee competitors? And how's so, the leaderboard looking? I only played three games of Yahtzee. Oh no, two. Yeah, yeah, three games of Yahtzee in Ecuador. Uh, two, of okay. the, two of those were with Aaron and Dennis. I won one, Dennis won one. And then I played one with a group of people in Quito. Uh, so okay. yeah, so the leaderboard stands at one, one, and one. A girl I met called Rafi won the third game, but she she oh. wins best Yahtzee competitor as a, a first timer ever playing Yahtzee and getting a Yahtzee nice. and a Yahtzee bonus. So two Yahtzees in her first ever game. Congratulations, nice. Rafi! Well done, Rafi. You can retire as champion now. Yeah, undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was the best food you had in Ecuador? So yeah, like while I was in Quito, it was quite difficult to get some variety. The hostel would make a group dinner for the night. Uh, I absolutely loved their breakfast. I every morning, like after a few days of eating the the bread and the fruit, I was talking to people and I was like, "What do you have for breakfast?" And they were like, "Just get their egg, bacon, pancakes. It costs twenty five p more than the fruit." I was like, "Genius!" So I had egg, <laughs> egg bacon, pancakes every day. But I really liked um, yap, yapping gacho, which was the chorizo, egg, avocado, rice salad dish that I had every day for lunch in Banos. I think that was my, I think that was my best food. Nice. Um, and what was the best drink? The hot, cho- hot chocolate in Ecuador. If you can find somewhere that's doing like a big pot of hot chocolate, it will be amazing. Like so many of the markets. Or like little empanada stalls do a fresh hot chocolate, and everywhere I had it was just like delicious. Nice. Yeah, they um, pride themselves quite a lot on the hot chocolates. What was the worst food that you had? A Secret Garden Hostel attempted a curry for one of their nights. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. They called it a chicken tikka masala. No, it was. I think oh. it was a beef. No, it was a beef tikka masala, which already you're going wrong. Wow, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, like, it wasn't a masala, and it wasn't really curry either. It didn't have much flavour to it. Yeah, it was just... I, I suppose if they'd have just gone beef curry, you'd have gone in with low expectations, and it would have been fine. But when they're like, this is a beef tikka masala, you're thinking, yeah, it's proper almondy ruby, let's go. <laughs> Give me a key banana, and we'll be sorted. <laughs> yeah, no, it just... It just wasn't. You know, wasn't they the set one. themselves off the fail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what's the biggest mistake? Biggest mistake I made was, I don't know. Like I don't know. Like I said, yeah, not maybe not booking that earlier flight and getting out sooner. Like I don't know. Also, like I was in Latacunga for three days, and although there were problems there, there weren't. The problems mm. weren't as bad as Quito. And as much as getting to Quito meant that I had more people to hang out with in a bigger city to explore when it was quieter, leaving Latacunga mm. probably was a bad idea. So what was the biggest surprise? 
I I don't know if I was getting used to it or building up a tolerance to it, but tear gas after after a few <laughs> after a few times of like being near tear gas, you're kind of like, ah, oh, this will blow over. But, but the, <laughs> the first time I got tear gassed, I thought I was passing out. I didn't know what was happening. It was it really freaked me out. But but yeah, after a little while, you're kind of like, oh yeah, tear gas. And it's funny when you. When we were in, what was it like? Was it just a bit like peppery or what? It's like, like what the... it's like you know when your eyes and your nose sting when you've been cutting an onion. It's like, yeah. it's like that times a thousand. Wow. Uh, but yeah, it's I like... mean, who'd have thought you'd have been the first person in the group to get tear gas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. But yeah, it was it was funny watching like. New people arrive to the hostel at Ke- in at the secret garden in Quito because a fair few of us had been there for five days or so had had our fair share of tear gas. Like where we were, we were only a block away from the main road that was often getting tear gas, so it would blow up to the yeah. roof terrace we were all sitting on, and like new people would like run downstairs and sit down there for a bit, and people that had been there for a few days were like, huh. I remember my first time getting tear gas. <laughs> Lighting up a cigarette like, <laughs> fuck, noobs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good times. <laughs> um, so, who was the best person people? Best person people uh, was, I think, uh, Archie and Cammy. These were two... Archie's English, Cammy's from New York... Uh, they, they're a couple that met in Hungary working at a hostel. They've gone their own ways for a few months, and then they've met up in Quito to then travel together. But I got on, oh. I got on so well with them, just like down to earth, normal people. And these were the two people that came with me to the equator trip. So I think it's like uh, we survived, we survived the same situation together. So yeah, we kind of had a bond from that moment. But yeah, all the way through all of this awful 24 hours we had, Archie was like, you know, like, it could be worse. They could have hit us. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> blindly finding the bright side in everything. And it was amazing because I normally do the same thing, but I often don't say it out loud because I think it might piss people off. But he was just like, you know, it could be worse, Cassie. I know you've missed your flight, but at least you're not dead. <laughs> I'm just... I'm trying to imagine a world where you hold back in fear of pissing people off. <laughs> I think maybe, maybe I'm a changed man, or maybe no. I think I think what it is is I don't do it as much with strangers. Anyone else I actually know gets full force of it. <laughs> uh, so, what was the uh, best lesson learned during your time in Ecuador? Best lesson learned, although. I didn't really learn it, if I'm honest, was I am not an on-the-ground journalist. <laughs> I can imagine you buying, like, a cheap high-vis vest and just writing calls home. <laughs> but, yeah, like, you'll, you'll listen to the Ecuador episodes, and people listening to this will understand, every single episode in Ecuador, after, like, from the Manet episode... I like speak to Monet, I'm like, oh, it's really dodgy. I'm just going to stay in and be safe. 
And then I start my call with Beck going like, and then I went out and got trapped in a market and it was awful. <laughs> and then I'm like, finish my call with Beck. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to stay in and be safe. And I start my call with Tim and I'm like, I've just had 24 hours from hell. <laughs> <laughs> Seems really weird because we're saying, like, I've got no idea what any of these stories are because obviously it's, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, basically I was like, yeah, I'm going to be safe. And then I'd like get bored, go get myself into just enough danger that I get a good story out of it and then run back home again well, that's pretty much on the ground journalism like, yeah you know <laughs> could be worse I suppose um, so what was the best day my best day was my my last day with Aaron and Dennis we it was like there's a little tinge of sadness with this day but like overall it was a very positive experience like we took our took our trip to Isla del Plata we saw mm-hmm. humpback whales we went on the island we saw blue-footed boobies we yeah snorkeled <laughs> sn- yeah i know yeah, we, <laughs> we we snorkeled a little bit and then yeah but during this boat trip i was like it's time for me to move on so like i kind of told them that and then I like had a bit of a freak out, but then went and bought some plugs in Spanish and was very impressed with my Spanish and was like, you know, you know what, I can do this. And then yeah, nice. we went out and we had a beer, we had some street food, yeah, we had our last night together. Like yeah, we've been travelling for what over I think over fifty days by this point. So yeah. we yeah, it was a very strange experience to meet people for such a long time. Yeah, like you basically meet people and you're like, we get along. Cool, we live together on the road now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, like that day was just brilliant. Nice. Oh, yeah, it's good that it ended on a good one as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was Not a bit. You were all just sat in a cabin shouting at yeah, each other. It was a bit <laughs> abrupt of an ending. I, I was just kind of like, no, time for time to go. And we knew it was coming soon, but I was kind of like, yeah, sorry, this is the, this is the one. Ah. Oh. Well, at least you broke their hearts gently. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, who was the nicest Ecuadorian? So, Antonio and Mabel are up there because they took us in during the curfew and let us into their family home and, yeah, cooked us dinner and stuff. But but our drive... And didn't turn out to be, like, serial killers or anything because that would be my biggest fear. Well, like, right. you, th- th- there was a moment where, like, so there's a sign on their door that says they sell pork. Like, they sell pork. So, like, they've got a big, like, table freezer, and their freezer was just full of cuts of meat. <laughs> and let's be fair, pork is very close to human flesh. Right? Yeah, there was, like, moments I was like, do they just cut up? <laughs> they, they, fake, they fake news reports, say they can't get you back to keto... <laughs> They then Sweeney Todd you into some bags. God, <laughs> I'm sure I've seen a film like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they were they were amazing. But the number one favorite Ecuadorian goes to Yvonne, our driver. Like, she so she her brother is a taxi driver. Her brother mm-hmm. is a taxi driver who works with Secret Garden Hostel. Secret Garden has like a few designated taxis, and her brother works for them. So we wanted a quite a specific trip of go to the equator, go to the airport and come back. And they were like, yeah. you know what, we'll get you, we'll sort you out with one of our private drivers. And 
she'll she'll do the whole lot for a fixed price rather than you having to get separate taxis and like what mm. she was taking on as just an easy job taking some tourists around turned into a Jason Statham movie where she <laughs> like <laughs> just, crank. just just <laughs> needed to tr- finish the job like she did everything she could to complete the job she was hired for and like even like dri- oh. like nearly getting her car smashed in nearly like driving over piles of ashes and round flaming roadblocks to try and get us to where we wanted to go she yeah she saved our lives and kept us safe the whole time during that journey so yeah she is by far the number one ecuadorian good stuff thank you to to her um i I don't know what the answer to this question is going to be but what was the biggest worry so i i like while i'm in a country i review the sunset show questions Oh, uh-huh. on that note, a, a big shout out, which I missed out near the beginning. Near favourite food, I had a passion fruit sweet chili sauce that was absolutely banging. Ooh. Completely nice. forgot to write that down, but it's just I just remembered it. Um, but yeah, I review the questions as we go, and what like halfway through my time in Ecuador, I put a note next to this one saying, "Heading out on my own from Aaron and Dennis." <laughs> I didn't, didn't realise that I'd be having some bigger problems than that along the way. <laughs> Past Les was so naive. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> there was there was a moment where we were sitting on one side of a roadblock. Uh, Yvonne had gone up to the roadblock and they'd said, "Yeah, you're definitely not passing." But we'd heard about people walking past roadblocks, getting another car, walk, driving to the next roadblock, or just walking their way through. So we were about to start walking. We were about to start walking. Mm. We, we only had Cassie's big bag between us. And, uh, yeah, we were going to start walking. And then uh, Yvonne rang our hostel and said, they're, they're going to start walking. What's it like in Quito? The guy in the hostel said, don't let them start walking. It's really bad here. If the government really aren't listening to these people, there's a fear that they, they might be taken hostage. Mm. And then we got back in the car. Yeah, yeah. probably the smart one. So that was the biggest worry, yeah. That and being surrounded by a big scary mob in the, at four o'clock in the morning in pitch black was, yeah, yeah, fairly big worries. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, you've now seen a city in turmoil, the breakdown of society. What's your zombie apocalypse survival rating for uh, Ecuador? And what would be your plan? Jesus, like, I now know what I do in a scary situation. It's just run back to the hotel and have a margarita. (laughs) Like... (laughs) 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 Like, that's... Realistically, like, I think... I talk a big game with the zombie shit, but I don't know. I think I'm out of there as quickly as possible. Find the quietest bar and have a margarita and wait for all this to blow over. Yeah, like, I don't know, in Quito, I think you're in trouble. Because although, yeah, we were able to stay safe in our hostel, like, the pe- the staff there were amazing. They were doing all the hard work. They were serving breakfast and dinner every night. The only thing they ran out of was ice on the very last day of it all. Oh, yeah. the horror. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, get out... Get out to the countryside, as usual, is the usual tip, isn't it? Do you think you'd be in trouble because the people are probably considerably more harder than they are from somewhere like the UK? I don't know. Because it looks... 
I think once you once you get into the zombie apocalypse, people are gonna be pretty fucking hard, no matter where you're from. Like, oh, I don't know. I could imagine a lot of people breaking. Yeah, I know, but the ones the ones that rise to the top, survival of the fittest, would c- quickly quickly make themselves known. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, I suppose that's it. You're either a Rick or you're a Negan. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're either a Rick or a Morty. <laughs> <laughs> What's that line? You either die as a Morty or live long enough to become a Rick. Yeah. <laughs> there were times during my time with Gita where I thought, Jesus Christ, like this is the breakdown. This is like a minor breakdown of society and it's pretty fucking yeah. scary. Like driving into the big main roundabout in San Antonio at four o'clock in the morning and having the the headlights illuminate the people that we were hoping to not be there was just like, oh God, yeah. this is this is real. But but yeah, this is how I go. Yeah, I don't know. I was I, luckily I was okay. Zombie apocalypse survival is. I don't want to, I don't really want to think about it. I've been through some shit. <laughs> <laughs> So, move on then. What's the uh, What was the best local wildlife? Yeah, I mentioned earlier that we saw whales and we saw blue-footed boobies on this trip. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were, like, whales. Whales I had seen before. I was very lucky to have a whale uh, spotting experience in California where we saw a humpback breaching, just jumping out of the water lots. Blue-footed boobies. Nice. Really, really, <laughs> cool, really cool to see. Very happy to have seen them. But on this trip, the one that the one that I really enjoyed, I saw turtles, like fairly oh, big rough. sea turtles. They like throw fruit in the water, and then suddenly loads of turtles. Like instead of fish coming at you, loads of turtles just turned up. That's and really yeah, cool. I think I think because I wasn't expecting to see them, it made it really special. Yeah. 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 So, have you heard of any local cryptid tales? Yeah, I had a couple of good ones. So, like, oh, there's nice. one one that's real, unfortunately real, that I thought was actually a cryptid tale. Is the there's I can't remember what the scientific name of it is, but it's the penis fish, where if you, <laughs> if you pee in the Amazon, it will swim up your stream of pee and lodge itself inside your body and oh, suck your blood from the inside and probably kill you. Um, Sounds fun I, at all. I saw real real shrunken heads Ooh. yeah which was pretty cool but yeah kind of freaky wasn't sure if that was actually a real yeah. thing but it is um, yeah that's freaky <laughs> there's some there's some weird phenomena 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 some weird things that happen at the equator where you're like actually a bit lighter uh, water spins the other way like even only meters away from the equator either side and you're a bit oh, weaker wow, and you, cool. you can balance an egg on a nail like I okay like on the on the flat part of a nail you can balance an egg easier on the equator apparently I did that I did that and it was on this hell of a 24 hours. Um, but it seems to be overshadowed by other things that happened that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's my, my favourite one. There, there's a there's a tribe in the Amazon that uh, similar to the similar to the Egyptians, the 
they they bury they do live burials of your if you're a high up enough tribes member they'll bury your slaves with you uh, right but they'll bury them alive but basically what they do is they the shaman fucks them up on ayahuasca to the point where they pass out and then they bury oh, them no. oh jesus what is that noise what a hell of a coffee machine Oh, no, if they're doing building work outside, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Strimmer man all over again. <laughs> He's following you. <laughs> oh, well, we'll keep going. We're on to, we're on to listener-submitted questions. Ayahuasca. Yeah, the shaman fucks them up on ayahuasca and then buries them. Buries them alive. Oh. No, that's not. It's that's gonna, not fun at all. It's gonna be gonna be one hell of a come down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, listener questions. This one comes in from you've put super sexy guy. Don't know why you've put that. That's for sure. <laughs> um, why did you start civil unrest? Well, I was noticing like. Not a big change, but a little change in my listener numbers. So I thought, <laughs> so I, thought <laughs> I need some content here. What can I do? What can I do? You need to rally this a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's fair. That's fair, you know. You'll keep yeah. things interested. Yeah. Can't just be all like, oh, I had Chiefer today again. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, oh, you've listened to the Peru episode, have you? <laughs> hey, one of those three listeners is still me, mate. Thanks. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, so, Grace has done a nice trail of questions here. I appreciate um, How is Ecuador today? Ecuador, Ecuador is fine today. Uh, I, it, on the Sunday night that I went to bed and booked my taxi, it all ended. Like, the president made an announcement that he's going to change the laws back, start subsidising petrol again. And I missed out on what looked like a fucking awesome street party. Everyone hit the street <laughs> and was celebrating. Yeah. And I missed it because I went to bed early because I'd booked a 4am flight. Should have just parted straight through the night yeah, to the airport. Yeah. But yeah, looking <laughs> looking at people I've met's Instagram, they're able to travel around again. Like they're moving around, they're all good. Yeah, they're fine. That's good. Um, well, how does it compare to the nineties dance track Ecuador? I'll cut in a little clip of it here. No, you don't cut in a little clip. Full three minutes and thirty-one seconds because <laughs> I read this list and I put it on and I was like, "This is a belter," and I've not heard it for years. Yeah, I know. It's a, a, a sash rabbit hole this afternoon.
a proper banger. Yeah, <laughs> I remember it from my childhood. But yeah, very different <laughs> from that song. <laughs> the video is amazing. Yeah, yeah. How many times do you have to write Ecuador before it starts to make no sense? <laughs> I, I actually had the reverse of this because I had to write Ecuador enough times that I would start spelling it correctly because... For the longest time, like probably a good month before I got there, people were like, oh, where's next? And I'd be spelling Ecuador with a Q. (laughs) (laughs) I just couldn't, I couldn't get it into my head that it was a C. And spell check on my phone was just like, no, you're still being a fucking idiot. And like, get it it right, yeah. Yeah, but I I laugh because I feel your pain. I still have no idea how to properly spell Lester. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a lot of E's, a lot of I's, a couple of C's. Job done. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> Ben, we need to talk, Ben. What are you doing to a brother, Ben? <laughs> no, this um, could be your Spanish phrase of the week. Cual tu cosa favorita de Ecuador aparte de los disturbios? Not bad, actually. Not bad at all. What do you think that says? Ooh, um... Where... Oh, no, I've got it. What is your favourite Costa coffee drink, and where do they distribute <laughs> it from? Qual fui tu cosa favorita de Ecuador parte de distupios? It's like, which is your favourite thing of Ecuador, apart from the disruptions? <laughs> yeah. I was really worried it was going to be, why is your co-host for the Sunset Show so shit at Spanish? <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting Ben on next week, actually. So my, I think my favourite, speci- specific favourite thing about Ecuador is the hot chocolate. Like, they, they do, like, it is bloody good. It's really, really good. I don't know, I like a cheeky hot chocolate every now and then. And there they just did it way better than anywhere in Bolivia or Peru. Nice. Yeah. Um, so this one's coming from uh, James and others. So I'm assuming that's not just one person with a fairly broad name. Um, <laughs> what was your scariest moment? Scariest moment was... One of them was when I got locked in the market because they were worried that the protesters outside the government building opposite would rush in and start looting. So while I was having lunch, I got locked in there. And it was all, it was all fun and exciting until I saw a guy swinging around a metal base back casually. I was like, oh, now we're in, <laughs> we're in trouble now. Or yeah. that 4am roadblock being surrounded by, like, literally two people deep surrounded the whole car. And, like saying please let us go we're tourists we just want to go to the airport and they were just like nah turn around we were like okay okay Okay. (laughs) yeah that was pretty scary that was pretty scary yeah no I bet so yeah mom was asked at any point did you think you may be arrested or die kind of no like I don't know (laughs) arrested not at all they they weren't arresting to I like I don't know unless I actually like hit a policeman 
then they weren't arresting tourists. There was one bit, like, I genuinely needed to go to the post office because I wanted to post something and I was trying to squeeze past one of these metal barriers in the centre and the policeman was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I just need to go to the post office. And he was like, all right, come through. And I think, I think, if, I, I think if I had said, no, I need to, I want to just have a look, he would have been like, fuck off, mate. But because I was going to the post office, it was all right. It turns out the post office was shut because of protests. But, uh, but no, like, arrested, not at all. Die, maybe, but not really. Like, let's say into Tim, I've got a weird confidence in how fast I think I can run away from stuff. So <laughs> says says the boy with asthma. Yeah, I know, but like in that moment, like so, my asthma was a little bit bad overnight at Mabel and Antonio's, but mm. I didn't have an inhaler, so I just kind of had to deal with it. But when the car was being surrounded and we were driving around these roadblocks, once adrenaline kicks in, your body kind of sorts its shit out. So yeah, I I was okay. I yeah, I think like. I don't know, I reckon I could just keep running away until I die, but I didn't think I would actually die at any point. I thought I was going to get robbed, but, <laughs> yeah, I thought I might get mugged at some point. I, like, had money in my socks and stuff, but and was worried that I hadn't downloaded my photos off my phone recently. But, yeah, I didn't think I'd actually die. Oh, that's always a worry, isn't it? Yeah. So, did you know how intense or dangerous the country was before you got there? Well, it's not, like, I mean, obviously it was, but it's not usually a dangerous, like, they haven't had big problems like this since 2005, so as far as South American countries go, it hasn't had big political problems for a very long time, and, yeah, but no, literally had no idea it was coming, we woke up one morning at a hostel on the Kilatoa Loop, the last day of it, and we just, mm. someone was like, oh yeah, it looks like there's a bus strike today because of fuel prices. And we were like, okay, well, maybe we'll have to get a taxi at the other end. And that's, that's the first we heard of it. It's like, someone was like, it's like watching the news for the zombie apocalypse. It's like, oh man, was attacked today. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like when that... Um... That Florida man chewed off another man's yeah. face when he was on bath salts and everyone was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was the small bit of news that snowballed dramatically. And yeah, luckily, yeah, I had no idea what was going to happen or how bad it got. Yeah, crazy, crazy. So the next one comes in from Callum. And I'm going to say, hats off to you, Callum. So Callum asked, Hey, Callum's, Callum's question here was long and complicated. Scott did a great job of reading it, but Scott kind of crapped out while he was recording it. But you guys will get the gist, don't worry. The protest, subsequent rioting against austerity measures, most notably cancellation of fuel subsidies, is a sensitive and extensive socio-political issue. I hope the government can now work collaboratively with the indigenous leaders to revise the economic model. So, this being said, what do you think of Robert Patterson being Patterson? Pers- personally, I don't have too much of a problem with Robert Patterson. I like, after he sent this question in, I looked at Robert Patterson's IMDb. Apart from Harry Potter Goblet of Fire, I haven't seen him in anything. I haven't seen the Twilight films. Like, he's a good looking guy, and I think George Clooney proved that you can't just be good looking and be Batman. So, I don't know, like, 
I maybe he's awful in Twilight, and that's why people hate it. But I don't know. Like, I mean, you've also got a factor in the fact that Twilight is the perfect storm of bullshittery filmery. Like, it is just awful. I I honestly don't know because so many people have said that. I just steered, steered well clear of it. And haven't I think had, that's a very reasonable thing to do. I haven't had much experience of Twilight at all, so Robert Pattinson, he might he might be good. He he's, might have grown up a bit since. He might, I don't know, bring a it's new true. edge to it. I mean, I... You know what? I saw this, and I was also a bit like, you know what? I don't really care, because I don't, don't watch DC films. <laughs> like, I yeah, any of my so ones, true. Cause so, so I've true. been let down so many times that after yeah. the... Last good Batman franchise just just stopped. Right. Yeah, was um, was Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck was Batman, wasn't he? <laughs> Fucking yeah, for a film. Yeah, I'm not watching that either. So I probably yeah. won't go and see this film. So it doesn't affect me yeah. too much. Yeah. Right. yeah, I've not watched Superman's. I've not watched Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, I but, watched uh... Suicide Squad. It was it was a bit of fun. Like. I I might go and watch Joker, but from what oh, I I've can got understand, to go to Joker. everyone's going nuts over it. It looks amazing. But what I understand is it's not part of the sort of DC universe. No, it's not part that's of why I think that's why I want to see it. Apparently, it's just a yeah, great uh-huh. acting performance by Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, but also I don't know when I'm going to go and see it because you know Zombieland Two's out and I can't go to the cinema all that often. When's Zombieland Two out? Soon. I think it's out now. What? Yeah. I'm gonna have to go to the cinema in Bogota. Yeah. I'm, do you know what? I'm tempted, and this is between me and you and all of your listeners. I'm tempted to do it in Vegas. Nice. I'll save it to get there and just be like, oh, gee, do you, do you want to go to the cinema? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good way to save some money in Vegas. Yeah. Well, I don't know how expensive cinema tickets are in Vegas, but they weren't too in. bad in New York. Yeah. New York and Seattle, they're actually okay. Reasonable. Oh, might yeah. be a goer, then. Yeah. Might be a goer. Um, so, thank you, Callum. Thank you for the question. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> You've put on this person's name that hot piece of eye candy. Not sure why you put that either. Yeah, um, I like them. What can I say? <laughs> what's the weather been like? Like here or Ecuador? No, in Stoke, where you're hidden. <laughs> I don't know. I don't leave the basement much in fear of being <laughs> spotted. <laughs> oh, running jokes are great. I don't, know, I don't like wherever the fuck you are. I don't know where you are. Warren was having a go at me because I've got no idea where South America is. I just assumed Mexico. <laughs> I'm in Salento now. The weather in Ecuador varied depending on altitude. Fairly cloudy, but a few nice spells. Often a bit of rain in the afternoons, like mornings are nice, rain in the afternoons. Similar here, but we're, it feels a little bit more tropical here in Colombia. Uh, it's a bit hotter, but yeah, like I said, thunder yesterday. Thunder yesterday was crazy, like so loud it was setting off car alarms. Yeah, mental. So yeah, but it looks oh. a bit clearer today, so hopefully it'll be nice. Good. Um, and what's your road trip anthem been for Ecuador, and why is it Ecuador by Sash? <laughs> if only no it's not a bit of a random one for this actually it was suggested on my Spotify discovery playlist so Spotify sent you oh a... man if you say Uncle on Fire by Sash I'm going to be so fucking disappointed <laughs> so <laughs> it's um, it's by a band called As It Is 
three words, all in capital letters. Um, I've never heard of them before. I've never looked up any of their other songs. I don't know what they're like. But on my Discovery playlist, they have done... They're like a pop-punk emo band. But they've done a cover of Such Great Heights by Postal Service, which is... Ah. That Postal Service album is one of my top albums of all time ever. And to fusion in some of my childhood well teenage memories of pop punk and emo that I still fucking love today with a cover of Such Great Heights it's a fucking banger and I listened to it so many times while I was in Ecuador so it's gotta be that yeah nice future Leslie stepping in here uh, yeah, the building work got pretty bad from here on out I've, uh, I've muted it where I can but it gets a little bit rough Thanks for hanging out. Uh, but yeah, it's nearly over. Hold on tight. Well, yeah, overall, Ecuador, highs, highs, lows, and everything in between. It was an intense time. And yeah, extremely memorable, for good or for bad. Yeah, well, these are the things that will make you, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I said to you on WhatsApp, like, oh, I'd have been so fucking annoyed with it all. Like... Yeah. It's bad enough at the last day of a festival when people start acting on pricks, but like when they're seriously angry about real things, I'm just like, oh, no, why am I here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you've got the secondary motivation of trying to get some good content. Well, that's... <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's, um, what's happening in the UK, Scott? Well... Like, Apart from- it is ridiculous how excited I am to ask you that question now because yours are always brilliant. Oh, I, I feel like a bit of a letdown today then because oh, no. I'm looking for stuff for December but it seems, seems that because of the cold weather that not a lot of actual crazy shit goes on. <laughs> I mean, obviously, everybody knows about the uh, Grandchester Barrel Rolling Competition in Cambridgeshire, um, a tradition of Boxing Day. Um, which also there are videos, and it just looks like a bunch of drunk people rolling barrels down a road in 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 Cambridgeshire. So <laughs> go and check that out. Um, but I thought I'd look a bit broader because it was a bit more difficult. And I'm actually gonna, rather than say what's going on, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. What's fucking wrong with people? What's wrong with people? So I'm looking up for stuff over Christmas, right? And the list is just like so many people on like Christmas Day or Boxing Day just going, oh, it's, it's temperatures just above freezing. Who fancies a swim? What? People, you've got yeah, you've got Peter Pan swim uh, in in Hyde Park. You've got the Brighton Beach swim on Christmas Day. Um, Sandy Bay in Port Call in South Wales, that's on Boxing Day. No, that's on Christmas Day as well. Tenby, you've got a swim also in Wales on Boxing Day. The and fair play, Aberdeen for calling yours the Nippy Dipper Boxing Day dip. Like, <laughs> I'll give you that. But it's just like no, 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 no. Go, go, and just <laughs> sit in front of a fire, have a whiskey or something. Um, there was another ta- tar barrel thing similar to the one in November. Yeah. This one's in Northumberland. Where a bunch of men just walk around with barrels of tar alight on their head and then just throw them into a bonfire at midnight on New Year's Eve. <laughs> but yeah, the swimming one. That's my question. Why do people do it? Oh, I don't know. Like, that sounds awful. Like, we when we... Would you do it? 
<laughs> no, like when we were in Mont- uh, Mancora in Peru, like the water's only just like, as you get in, it's still a little bit cold, but once you like properly jump in, you, after a little while, you're all right. That's about as cold as I'm willing to go for a sea swim. Yeah, it's like the, the quote from this website. Christmas Day morning, hundreds of British swimmers get into the festive spirit and dress up in fancy dress for a bracing Christmas swim. That sounds awful. Bracing, <laughs> bracing isn't a thing that I, I I associate with recreational activities. Yeah, I mean, the Peter Pan swim in Serpentine Lakes in Hyde Park. The event dates back to 1864. Don't understand it in 1864. They didn't have the telly. Like, they didn't have central eating like we Yeah, did. go do something weird. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. a bit more justified. So, it started in 1864, when the author of the child's classic Peter Pan, J.M. Barry, presented the Peter Pan Cup. <laughs> Dozens of men and women swim the 100 yards in temperatures just above freezing, and spectators are welcome on the banks. Only members of the Serpentine Swimming Club may take part in the race. Do you reckon they get a, a peak in membership in November? Yeah. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, I can't make my socks no, Christmas. They, they get a drop awesome. because it's mandatory. Is that the Brighton <laughs> Beach one? More than 700 spectators gather on Christmas morning to watch 100 <laughs> brave souls plunge into the icy surf for up to 15 minutes off the south coast. I can understand Fancy going to watch it. It's optional. Oh, Mate, I can cr- understand why Christmas the 700 Day. spectators are all there with like, a cup eggnog. of coffee being like, what are these pricks doing? <laughs> There's Christmas traditions that are quite unusual. And I think I might have, may have cracked um, why why we get so pissed all the time at Christmas. Wazeling has been associated with Christmas and New Year as far back as the 1400s. Do you know what Wazeling is? No, no idea. So, it might be wazzling, but it's so W A S S A I L. Wazzling, wazzling, wazzle, wazzle, wazzle. So it's an ale-based drink seasoned with spices and. Sounds delicious. Yeah, so it's it's mulled like a mulled ale. Wazzling. Wazzling. Yeah, it's 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 a mulled ale. Yeah, and then that people would shout like, uh, was hail. Like, this is where he gets his name from. They'd be like, where is hell? Which meant, be well, in the Saxon times. Oh. So, you know, British tradition of getting pissed. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Goes back. Perfect. Perfect. And you start looking into these traditions. Like, there's a whole tradition around, like, stirring a Christmas pudding on the church on Christmas Eve. Utterly crazy. Oh, did you say stir- like staring or stirring? Stirring. A big pot with a Christmas pudding in it. You all line up. You have a stir. You make a wish. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. I know, like, yeah, weird. Let's stir up Sunday. Stir up Sunday. I love it. There's, there's a little, an official prayer as well, apparently. Stir up, we beseech thee, O Lord, the wills and the faithful people, that they plenteously bring forth the fruit and good works. May, may of thee be pleasantly rewarded. Through Jesus Christ had the pudding. Oh. Nice. That's even a fucking recipe here. You can post that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you'll be happy to hear that this one is the New Year's episode. This comes out on the 2nd of January. (laughs) Oh, oh, great. 
fucking forget all that um, <laughs> all that Christmas. Shit. So hopefully, every- all right, January, fucking. <laughs> so hopefully everyone's enjoyed some of those Christmas traditions. Send us your Christmas traditions. Send them to Scott on Twitter. Yeah, send them to me on Twitter. Oh, I've got a good one for fucking January as well. Why don't you tell me? What's your January one? All right. Say um, the the Whit- Whittlesey. God, I hate British names so fucking much. <laughs> Whittlesey Straw Bear Festival. The Whittlesey Straw Bear is maintaining the folklore tradition of parading a man dressed in straw around the streets near to Plough Monday. So, what's Plough oh, Monday? Uh, I'm assuming the time you'd go and get a bunch of uh, hay from the fields, but have a look at them photos. <laughs> straw bear, yeah, they look pretty cool. Little straw men. But oh shit, me no, you got to see the black and white photos. They're terrifying. Genuinely looks like someone's caught Bigfoot. Really? <laughs> I'll check it out once I'm <laughs> yeah. off the call. The, the bear was described as having great lengths of tightly twisted straw bands prepared and wound up the arms, legs, and the body of the man or boy who was unfortunate enough to have been chosen. Two sticks fastened to his shoulders met at a point over his head and the straw would the straw wound round upon them to fall a cone above the bear's head the face was quite covered and could hardly see a tail was provided and a strong chain fastened around the armpit he was made to dance in front of houses and gifts of money and or beer and food for later consumption were expected it seems that he was considered important a straw was carefully selected each year can you imagine a time where you had like the abundance of straw to carefully select some. Um, like the, the harvester saying was, that'll do, Bear. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell. Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, Scott, thank you very much for another brilliant sunset show. You're What's welcome. this, number five? America, Canada, Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador. Yeah, number five. Ask me like I pay attention. Yeah, I love it. Well, I look forward to the next time we speak. Uh, me too, man. Soon. Um, Soon. Winky wink. face. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Thanks for being my guest. Yeah. Fuck it out. These no builders. I'm, I'm glad that you, uh, you managed to survive the riots. Yeah, and you to. didn't, you know... Get set on fire or lose a kidney or anything like that. Fucking hell. I just want to sign off. <laughs> do you want me to do it? When you're living life on a building site, don't forget your ear defenders because it's loud. That's close enough. Close enough. See ya! <laughs> <laughs>
Secret magic show? Yeah, definitely. I'm in. I'm in. Right. Go on. Uh, so I drafted in. Oh. I drafted in Quito when I first when right. I first arrived there. So I left Latacungo in the back, literally in the back of a truck. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, literally in the back of a truck for four dollars, and. Part of my reasoning for just escaping Latakunga was that I definitely could make this magic event. I <laughs> managed to get there for two o'clock when it started. Ended up waiting for three hours for a group of five people to show up. Like, oh. we could have started with five people that they were hoping to get more. And I was like, oh, I'm chilling. It's safe here. But yeah, yeah. I, I drafted. I drafted Throne of Eldraine. I got a solid blue-green blue green food tokens deck, and I mainly I won two games out of three, and the third game was very close. And, yeah, nice. basically, classic magic, if you pull the best card in the set, you do kind of well. What was that? Was that uh, Oko? Oko, yeah, Oko. Yeah. He's... Mate, <laughs> hey, the full art one of those is pretty expensive, The, the non-full art one's pretty expensive as well. Well, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Um, but that whole like, well done as well for going to. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm very glad. Um, I still have yet to open anything of this pack mm. due to financial restraints and the fact I want to spend a lot of money on slot machines in Las Vegas. Uh, yes. <laughs> but um, no, the whole like collective boosters and stuff like that. Like I thought they were going to restrict what they put into. In, into like regular packs but for the most part you can get everything in them yeah yeah like there's a few broad cards that you can't that are only in the pre-con decks um there's a few expanded art cards that aren't in regular packs but you can still get the full art planeswalkers which I'm like well that's all I really give a shit yeah. about yeah <laughs> we still managed to chat shit for an hour and a half-ish brilliant oh yeah yeah I'm very tired and in a bit of a shitty mood, so you know. <laughs> Perfect. That's prime time, Scott. That is. 
<laughs> it? <laughs> I tell you, I ain't learned for a very long time. So doing an intense week-long training course, I was fucking knackered. Yeah. I got back. Jude just got both barrels last night. <laughs> did <laughs> was, you, did you pass just, the test? Don't know. Don't find out. <laughs> until, fucking hell. Fair uh, enough. Cheesy, I think. So, yeah. I'm, I'm really not... Like, I'm not... What's the word? I'm not worried, but I'm also not, like... I don't, I'm not confident. Fair enough, but I'm yeah. not worried. I just, I just don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Like. Fair enough. Love it. Cool. Thank All right, you. mate. Thank you. Over. Thanks for sticking around to the end of the episode. I can't believe people actually listen to this. We're sorry. And thank you. Yeah, fuck off. This is prime magic content. <laughs> No one, no one listens to this bit, Scott. It's like I do. It's my favourite part. I think it's like comment on Les's Instagram hashtag We Love Magic hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him what his pack one pick one was. Don't because it was hashtag. embarrassing. It was an embarrassingly bad pick. <laughs> I was worried and I took the foil land. Uh, it wasn't even foil, it was just bad. I don't know why. I picked it because <laughs> it's rare and I didn't I didn't want to commit myself to an uncommon that I wasn't confident about. How rare was it? It was the swamp. The swamp land. Uh, the rare... The witch. Uh, I can't even remember. Like After I opened the planeswalker, I forgot all about it. Um, oh, I know the one you're on about now. Why didn't I just go to Mythic Spoilers? Mythic Spoilers, like Castle Lock Lane yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. Um, I don't think that's a terrible pick by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um, I ditched it pretty quickly, to be fair. It's not even. Oh, it's in Lands Guard Mythic Spoilers. You... <laughs> Every time. Uh, enters, taps, unless you control a swamp. Yep. That's fine. Taps out a swamp. Draw a card, then you lose life equal to the number of cards in your hand. Hey, that's solid. That's solid and limited. What are you on about? Yeah, I don't know. I think I just bailed on it so quickly that I just forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> See ya. 